This episode contains adult language, mature situations, insane horror manga creators with little grasp of reality, nightmarish images that will haunt your mind, pileen creatures with skulls in their fur, the art of entertaining your pets, and what the fuck is that thing moments. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> Episode 287. This creep is not pet friendly. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Mong Reviews, some podcasts and bang reviews about connectively enhanced narratives. This is your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hope you guys are doing good. I've been doing great. It is the end of the week. It is relaxing. It is good. And more importantly than that, it is amazing because soon... We will have that great time coming. Soon it will be the time for Avengers. But I digress. I'm geeking out about Avengers, even though this is a manga review, not a movie review. Because I'm excited for it. I've been trying to keep myself from spoiling myself, but I'm getting there. And also I need something really happy, especially after this weird, depressing manga, which I was reading, which was just so strange and unusual. I may have had to have some cuddle time with my cat just to kind of relax, even though it was a little bizarre. Because of this manga, it makes me feel weird to to want to hang out with my cat. Because it's just, but anyway, I digress. Remember, if you check, oh, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, and I'm acting like a weirdo because I'm just blarg right now. This manga kind of is still creeping into my mind, even though it was not scary, it was just weird. Uh, but if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Sparkin is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. Every episode, I'll talk about one or two manga titles and tell you the pros and cons about it, how the art style is, the characters are, the plot the various background images, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to do with anything that I and my co-hosts say, but we try to be informative, educational, entertaining, and impartial as possible. I also talk about a lot of these mangas at various conventions. The next convention we're going to be talking about is Anime Next, and that is going to be the first weekend of June 2018. I'll give you the exact dates coming up soon, and we'll be reviewing it on the podcast. I think I'm going to have Doug Wilder and a couple of other Anna Twitter people on that review, but... You can check out any of our earlier episodes or any of the various episodes we talk about at www.spark.com where we talk not just about mangas, but movies, games, conventions, and other things at www.spark.com. That's S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Apple Music, Spotify, Player.fm, Stitcher, YouTube, and several other social media sites which are printed in the show notes for this episode on YouTube and on all the other sites. If you're just looking for us, check it out. Add us on, follow us, and email us if you have any questions or comments or concern. If you want to email me personally, I am Zan, that's X-A-N, at Spirekin.com. Or if you're on Twitter, it's just Spirekin. On Instagram, it's Spirekin. Apple Music, Spirekin Manga Review. Spotify, Spirekin. As you guess, just look up Spirekin. I guarantee you'll find me. That also works if you have the PSN Network, and the Nintendo Switch Network. You'll find me if you type in Spyrokin. So with all that shameless plugging involved, let's get to the podcast subject at hand, which is a very disturbing and fucked up manga. Well, actually, it's actually not that disturbing. It's actually kind of funny. It's just weird. And I'm talking about a manga that is a slice-of-life horror comedy that is written by the master of manga horror himself, Junji Ito. Now, we've talked about Junji Ito before. We talked about him when we talked about Uzumagi, when we talked about Gyo, 
and a couple of other series he's talked about. This is the guy who created Tamoy, the girl who got killed by her classmate by accident, and then because they did not acknowledge her death, she became a vengeful revenant who went to kill them all. It's lots of awesome horror series that you can check out with this guy. So this guy is not someone you would expect to write a slice of life story. But in 2009 through 2012, he wrote a one-volume series, almost like he'd write them on and off, like he started in December, then he finished in 2012, so it took him three years. He wrote a weird, bizarre, autobiographical account on his real-life trials and tribulations with dealing with his wife's cats. Now, Kodansha has released this in a very nice, simple form, and the title of this is going to be Junji Ito's Cat Diaries, Yon and Mu, or in Japanese, Ito Junji, Neo Neko Niko, Yon I Mu. Now, the craziest thing of all with this manga that we're talking about today is that I'm reviewing this on Friday the 13th. It's apparently the most unlucky day ever, and the fact that I did not actually intend for this to be the day that I reviewed Junji Ito, but it happened. So, it's just, it's a weird feeling, and it kind of maybe made this episode a little, I don't know, but anyway, it is the story of his interactions with Yon Mu and one other cat. So, the protagonist is Mr. J, obviously Junji Ito, and he's drawn really creepily, like a sociopathically creepy, and his wife, Aiko, A-K-O, is drawn like a regular Junji Ito character, a woman, but she has no pupils, so she has white, scary eyes. So seeing her interact with these cats is kind of cool, because the cats are drawn so photorealistic. But seeing this lady with no pupils playing with these cats is really horrific and frightening. The cats are drawn really well, and the way that Junji Ito draws himself, his avatar, Mr. J, is sick. He looks depressed, he looks thin, he looks creepily, he looks like he's the guy that you he would be watching people through windows. And his reactions are so disturbing and bizarre. It's just, that's his art style, that's his way to deal with this. But let's talk about how the autobiographical story starts. Aiko gets a message from her mom that she cannot keep her cat anymore, so she is going to bring her cat to live with them. And Mr. J... Junji Ito is freaking out about it because he hates this cat. This cat has a weird look about it that he thinks is cursed. The way that the cat looks at him, the way the cat deals with him. Also the fact that the fur on the cat's back, because it is a white cat with some splashes of black on it, the fur on the back looks like a skull. So obviously this cat is cursed. What can he do? This cat will haunt him forever. There is nothing he can do. So this cat will be her haunting him forever. What can he do? He haunts his nightmares. He can get rid of the cat, but his wife won't like that. So they're going to get a cat. But his wife figures, you know what? Yon is going to be very lonely because he doesn't have any new friends. It's a new house and you have my husband and me and that's it. So why don't I get another cat? And this other cat looks like a tiger. His name is Moo. M-U. And so these two cats live and they infringe upon Mr. J's life because he doesn't know how to deal with these cats. At first he's horrified and scared of these cats. And then as he sees his wife interacting with these cats, he goes to insane lengths to interact with them just the same way because first he sees his wife playing with one of those sky feathers where as he moves the feather around the cat follows it around. And he thinks, I could do that too, but he tries it and the cat does not 
understand or won't reply. So he's freaking out, saying, you have to do this, cat. I want you to do this, cat. And the cat won't do it. That's not going to work. He has to make it magical. And if you ever have dealt with a cat, you know that cats work on their own time. So you have to interact with them in their own way. And Junji Ito doesn't figure this out. So he acts obsessively and weird. At one point, the cats are licking his wife. And his wife calls it Kiss Kiss. So what Junji Ito does, he runs up to the cat, corners the cat, and says, Kiss Kiss! Kiss Kiss! And the cat bites him. And he's like, why is this happening to me? Why does this cat not like me? It's because you're a fucking lunatic. This is just Junji Ito acting like a nut job. And on the one hand, it's very fascinating. But on the other hand, it is creepy as all fuck. And then when they get a third cat, oh, God, it's just, it's like fucking watching a car accident. It's, if you expect any, like, Junji Ito horror stuff, the only horror stuff is his interactions and him being weird. It's just an autobiographical slice of life about him and his cats, and, whoa, he's fucking crazy. That's all I can say. The art style is horrific. But that's how he is. That's how he draws things. The cats look really interesting. And you want to actually cuddle and hug the cats. Also, at the end of the manga, they actually have pictures of the cats. And they are drawn really well. They look like the images that he drew. But, oh my goodness, this guy's... I, I, can't, I just can't even talk about it. I'm trying to, but I cannot articulate. Like, the art style is amazing. Let's get that out of the way. The art style is amazing. The It goes from... Points of true beauty to true horror, like the images of the house of the cats are perfect. The images of the people are nightmarish. It's like they say that most artists, they can draw things photorealistically, but they add their own twist to make it their own. And that is shown here. His view of the world is so sinister and weird. I'm pretty sure that he has psychological problems. That being said... It's a funny and weird read, and it is a one-shot. I could not see this going any longer. The fact it took three years is the more mind-boggling part. If you like cats, if you enjoy autobiographical stuff, you will really enjoy this manga. If you don't like cats, or if you don't like autobiographical stuff, or if you want you like action, you will hate this manga. The only action is him freaking out over something, because it's always the same setup. He has a weird, strange, paranoid preconception. It's proven wrong, and he goes out of his way to freak out about it. Like, he's pissed off that the cats don't want to sleep with him, or that the cats won't eat the food he wants to give them. But Or he's pissed off that they're in his room, and they're going to ruin things because they're crazy, and he wants to kill them, but he can't kill them because his wife likes them. But then he doesn't want to kill them because he's not really crazy, or is he crazy? It's, a, it's almost as if it's a tell-all confession to his craziness. For that reason, I'm going to have to give Junji Ito's Cat Diary a borrow from a friend because on the one hand, it is an intricate look into Junji Ito's mind, but on the other hand, it's batshit crazy. I tried showing this to Greta and she was horrified by it. She's like, this is scary and nightmarish. The guy looks like a he's on crack. I'm like, no, that's just how he is. He draws his characters weird. When your character's from Uzumagi, the guy who is freaking out over the spirals, who ends up spiraling himself to become one with the spirals, looks more sane than your own uh, personal portrait, your self-portrait of yourself, there is a problem. And I'm just going to, I want to just keep harping about this, but I don't think that's a good idea, because it's focusing on his 
apartment in his world, and I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something. I don't think so, but if you think I am missing something, email me, zanatspirekin.com, or tweet me, at Spirekin, to let me know what the fuck I am missing with this bizarre, strange manga. Anyway. Also, if you want to check out any of our early stuff, or check out our reviews of Uzumagi or Gyo, email me, zanatspirekin.com, or check out www.spirekin.com. So now let's get to the part you've all been waiting for, and I've been waiting for too, and we're talking about that one, that only, the, the Wheel of Manga! Except no substitutes. Now what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to spin the Wheel of Manga, and whatever number it lands on, that number has a manga assigned to it. So that's the manga we're reviewing in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode 288. We are 12 away from episode 300. So let's spin that one that away the wheel of manga and see what we're going to review in the next episode. Number five. We are sticking with this. We're still at four, five, six. Four, five, six. All right. You know, I'm going to move this over. But anyway, it's number five. So in the next episode, we're going to be reviewing Saison Life, a weird murder mystery that I talk about in my a lot of my manga recommendations for grown-ups panels. And more importantly that, it's a manga that was actually written by the guy who made Kaiji. So in the next episode, we're going to go from this screwed-up thing to something a little more, well, compelling. So I guess that's it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. I will see you guys next week uh, on uh, April the 16th for episode 288. And then from there, we are almost at episode 300. We are exactly one month away from that awesome episode. So and our 10-year anniversary. So I'll catch you guys next time. Have a great weekend. This is your host, Zan, saying, I'm Gonsville. Read more manga. See you.